You're listening to This Nazarene Life, stories of young Nazarene clergy and their role models. Today on the podcast, we have Reverend Sherwin Yoda, pastor of Bremerton Church of the Nazarene in Washington State. Thanks for all you do for young pastors, and thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Britt Bowler-Jack, and I'm here with my guest, Reverend Sherwin Rulyoda. He's the lead pastor at Bremerton Church of the Nazarene. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks, Britt. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So the first question I ask everybody is, how did you end up in the Church of the Nazarene? Great question. Um, by the way, before I, I answer that, uh, I just want to say uh, thanks for um for saying my last name really well, uh, you did it really well. Um, a lot of people dissect that, and you know it, it ends up pretty bad, but you did pretty well. Oh, so, thanks! I tried. All right, <laughs> all right. So um, I ended up in the Church of the Nazarene because I was born uh, in the Church of the Nazarene, but also I chose to stay in the Church of the Nazarene. Um, I was born and raised in in the Philippines, um, and and my dad. Um, He's, he's a second-generation Nazarene, um, so that makes me a third-generation Nazarene. Um, and uh, his parents were one of the first Nazarene members uh, in one of the, uh, well, in the first uh, Nazarene church in, in the city where, where uh, I grew up in. Oh, wow. And so um, it's pretty cool uh, to kind of have that history there. Uh, on my mother's side, my mom is a first-generation Nazarene, so um, it's her story is pretty awesome as well. You know, there were missionaries who came to her village, uh, and uh, she she was one of the first ones who became a member of the Nazarene church as a, as a child. And so, mm. um, you know, coming from that history, um, I, I enjoyed being a part of the Church of the Nazarene. You know, it's, it's all that I knew about um, there were no other denominations that I really went and attended other than the Church of the Nazarene. Um, so, yeah, I, I always say that I'm, I'm pretty much Nazarene through and through. Um, and um, I, I um, did my education in the Church of the Nazarene. Um, my, my dad pastored several churches in the Church of the Nazarene in the Philippines. And uh, not only that, but he... He taught at the college, one of the Nazarene colleges in the Philippines, and later on became the president at the uh, at the Luzon Nazarene Bible College uh, up north. And that's where I ended up going to. Uh, I, I did my education there until um, my dad stepped down from that position. Uh, he was in that position for about 17 years. Wow. Uh, and he was, you know, he was in, in different um, leadership positions in the, in the uh, Church of the Nazarene in the Philippine field. You know, he... He was the district secretary for forever. Uh, I think the entire time he was there, you know, he, he was working with, with that district, the same district that uh, he served under. He was in the district advisory board. Mm. And, and so uh, I, I just kind of grew up with that environment uh, and, and really enjoyed and learned to love uh, the Church of the Nazarene. So anyway, that's how I ended up in the Church of the Nazarene. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Kind of tell us about your call to ministry. Kind of tell me that story. Yeah, so like I was telling you, um, I kind of grew up um, around that, you know, that environment where I was surrounded by Nazarene pastors, um, you know, 
district leadership coming to our house and you know sometimes the general superintendents would visit and you know do do the district assemblies um uh, in the campus that i grew up in and so i i looked up at those people and i always thought wow you know i want to be like one of those guys they they seemed like they were they were always at peace mm-hmm. you know it seemed like they were very wise people um they they were very connected with each other mm-hmm. you know and and so i i always was you know like man I, I want to be like one of them when I grew up. So um, when when I was young, I, I always had this in mind that I wanted to be a pastor like them, right? Um, until until high school came uh, and I started learning that they didn't make a lot of money. Yep. <laughs> and then when you're in high school, you know, there's all kinds of things that you want in life. You want, you know, this kind of car yeah. and you want, you know, to have a high paying job so you can buy all this stuff and so when i started thinking that way you know uh, although deep inside my heart i knew i wanted to uh, you know follow god's leading towards a uh, full time ministry i i decided to you know uh, pursue something else uh, so I, I started talking to my parents and i said you know i, I think i want to be a dentist mm. you know for a while because my parents were pastors uh, they weren't making that much money uh, they said they can't afford sending me to a school where, you know, I can pursue that. So um, I, I started thinking of other ways uh, that I can uh, pursue. Uh, one of the other things that I thought about was what if I went into the military? Um, they had what they call the Philippine Military Acad- Academy in the mm-hmm. Philippines. It's, it's, it's like the West Point uh, here in the United States. Okay. And, and, and they said, well, if you can get scholarships and stuff like that, you can go there. So um, I started applying there. And then... Um, uh, I, I went to go take the entrance examination um, that 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 one semester when when I graduated from uh, high school, and uh, I got the wrong date. Uh, so I showed up there and nobody was there, and they said, "Oh, that actually happened last week. So uh, you'll have to come back next year." Wow. With that, I just decided, you know, I'm just going to go to the Bible school, you know, where my dad was the president. You know, it's going to be a free ride, um, and I'll just. I'll just wait for next year uh, till till I um, can take the exam exam again. So that's what I did. I went and enrolled at the Bible College. My parents were so happy. They thought I was, you know, following um, my call to ministry. Um, but I didn't tell them that that's what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> but when I enrolled there and I started taking, you know, classes and started, you know, taking intro to New Testament, intro to Old Testament, taking mm-hmm. theology classes and stuff like that. I just started falling in love with all of that, mm. and uh, um, God just started capturing my heart back, you know, towards this uh, call that He's placed in my heart. So, af- afterwards, I I ended staying there for you know the entire four years. I graduated with a a bachelor's of theology, mm. and then uh, after that, I started connecting uh, with uh, some of the local churches. I, I did some internships with them, you know. I went and helped with with some of the youth ministry and I just started enjoying that and loved doing it so uh, after that I started um, looking at how I can prepare myself even better uh, for ministry so I I went and attended uh, Asia Pacific Nazarene Theological Seminary I was there for uh, several semesters uh, Mm -hmm. until my 
till my dad uh, stepped down from his position at, at the uh, Bible College. And after that, he was called uh, to come and pastor a small church in California. Wow. So they decided to move the entire family um, to the United States. So uh, sure enough, we all packed up and uh, moved to California. And I, I helped out at his church in California. It was a small church. Uh, it, it's really, it's really uh, funny, too, because... Um, when we were called to that church, uh, the church said that it was a multicultural church. So we were very excited about that. When we got there, you know, um, it was mainly American. It was an American church. Uh, yeah. We probably had like, you know, one Chinese lady who was there and then maybe one Filipino guy. Uh, but I think their intention was to hire somebody that was international. Mm. And uh, their goal was to make it uh, a multicultural church. Uh, and uh, that was a big culture shock yeah. for, for all of us. Mm. But God opened that opportunity um, again for us to be able to kind of work for, for his kingdom. Uh, and, and that's my introduction to pastoring uh, in the United States. So uh, I, I spent several you know, years with my dad there. And, um, and then God continued to, to, to speak to my heart and, and said, you know, what you started at APNTS, I want you to finish that. Mm. And so I started looking for, you know, for uh, other opportunities, other places where I can do that. And uh, uh, I was able to do that at Nazarene Theological Seminary. So I moved to Kansas City. Wow. And uh, I, I finished my, uh, my MDiv uh, degree at uh, NTS, really enjoyed that experience. And, um, and then after that, um, uh, I started working for, for the global headquarters of the Church of Nazarene. Okay. When I was there, they were still in the old uh, Paseo building, the mm -hmm. old headquarters there. So uh, I went and worked with Nazarene Compassionate Ministries. Uh, there was an opening there where my first job was I was put in this small cubicle, you know, in the back. And uh, what I would do is I would sort through pictures, you know, pictures where Missionaries would come back from the field, you know, and they dump all these pictures on my computer and I would sort through all the pictures, look, look, look for the good pictures that they mm. can use for brochures and magazines and <laughs> put keywords on them, you know. So if they were from Africa region, I would, you know, keyword that Africa. So, you know, our designers would be able to find those pictures. That's how I started with uh, Nazarene Compassionate Ministries. Wow. And uh, later on, you know, um, as I stayed with them, uh, my work progressed from sorting pictures uh, to where I started doing some design work for them. Mm. Um, and then later on, you know, uh, when I graduated from seminary, you know, I, I became the, the constituent engagement uh, manager. So uh, I wow. started uh, helping out with, with the church marketing for compassionate ministries. And then I was given more responsibilities after that. Um, and, and later on, I had opportunities to, you know, travel uh, to different places in the world where, you know, uh, we, we had some projects with compassionate ministries. And uh, I enjoyed that, uh, that job. You know, it was like a dream job. I was going to, you know, um, places around the world and, you know, my job was paying for it. But deep inside my heart, there were still moments where I felt like God was still calling me to parish ministry. Mm. Um, so I mentioned that to my boss and I, I, I said, you know, I, uh, I really have this desire, you know, as much as I love what I'm doing here at Compassionate Ministries, there's this desire of wanting to pastor. And so for a while, uh, they gave me the, uh, the responsibility of being the chaplain uh, for our office. Uh, and I enjoyed doing that. Yeah. 
but somehow God was saying, I, I, want, I want you to do more than that. Uh, and, and I didn't know, you know, how to respond to that. Um, it was just this, this call, you know, that sometimes I just sat in my cubicle and I was just thinking, well, then you open the doors then, you know, because right now I'm happy where I'm at. Um, mm. and, and sure enough, uh, I had a, a Facebook message from uh, a pastor friend from Washington um, one day that said, hey, what do you think about coming to Washington and pastoring with me here? Mm. You know, um, and, and uh, I talked to my wife about it and, you know, we prayed about it and then we came and uh, interviewed at the church and uh, we just fell in love with uh, the church. We fell in love with the people. And uh, sure enough, we, we came and moved to Washington and um, that was in Marysville. Uh, and and I, I became the associate pastor and I worked with families um, and teenagers and um, young adults uh, mm-hmm. at the church. So I did that for about five, close to six years, really enjoyed that ministry there until recently, um, you know, our district superintendent um, uh, called me and said, hey, Sherwin, what do you think about, you know, putting your name for this church uh, here at Bremerton uh, as their lead pastor? And uh, my first response was, uh, lead pastor? You know, I've never really thought about being a lead pastor. I've always wanted to be a pastor, but I never really thought about, like, you know, what specific pastoral ministry it would be. I was just happy serving the Lord in this pastoral ministry. So, yeah. we, you know, by, by about my, our fifth year in Marysville, you know, we were, we were really getting to know the families really well. Our, our connection was going really deep. You know, yeah. the, the kids were were loving us. We were in love with them. You know, um, we, we watched them f- from when they entered our youth ministry. Some of them were about, you know, were, were getting ready to, to graduate. So they were really like our youth group, right? So we, we love that. So uh, our first response was no, you know, we, we don't want to move. You know, we're at a place where we're enjoying ministry. We're seeing the fruits that, that, that God is doing here. Um, and then the, the DS, you know, called me again and said, hey, don't don't be too quick to say no <laughs> to that. Right. Um, and he said, just just pray about it. Uh, you know, I felt like God really has been putting you in my heart. So mm. would you just pray about it and, and see where this leads? Maybe just put your name in and then go through the process and then let's just see where, where this goes. So mm. so um, I talked to my pastor, my lead pastor about it. And uh and he was very supportive, um, and and he said that you know as much as I would love for you to be here, if God is calling you, we're all going to be miserable if you don't follow God's call. So uh, I love how he was very supportive about that. He prayed with us, and you know he became a mentor. You know when when I had questions, I went to him and asked him um, you know all kinds of questions, and he was very uh, helpful in in helping me with all of that. But anyway. As we were praying about it, God started, you know, showing us some signs uh, mm. that he really was calling us to uh, Bremerton. One of my uh, key leaders in our youth ministry, um, after our youth group one night, um, he came to me and he said, hey, do you mind if I talk to you for just, you know, a few minutes? There's something that I want to, you know, talk to you about. And so I said, yeah, sure. Let's go to my office. Right. And so we sat down and then he said, you know, I had a dream last night that's really been bothering me. <laughs> and he said, you know, I, I don't usually have dreams or anything like that, but I had a dream that you guys were leaving the church. 
and I know it's just a dream, but I just wanted to share that with you. Um, and I just wanted to ask you, that's not true, right? Because <laughs> we would really be so sad if, you, if that happens. Uh, and my heart just kind of broke at that time, yeah. you know, broke in a sense that, you know, I, I realized that God is doing something. But, but at the same time, um, I, I knew that uh, he's, he's starting to make this clear mm. and, and that somehow, you know, we'll have to break this news uh, to, to the people and to our friends and stuff like that. So I, I broke that news to my friend and I said, hey, you know, uh, I'm so glad that you brought that up, you know, uh, and kind of shared the story of where we're at in the journey of um, uh, where we're putting our name in uh, for an interview. I said, you know. It's not for sure. We don't know if it's going to happen or anything like that. But, but thank you for sharing your story. And, you know, you seem to be confirming some of the things uh, that we've been praying for. Yeah. That was an awesome uh, moment. You know, uh, he became another prayer partner for us. Mm. And uh, as we progressed through, you know, the journey, um, more and more God was showing that there's something uh, in our gifts and graces that he wanted to use at Bremerton. Yeah. It's pretty interesting to kind of look back to, you know, um, I grew up in the Philippines, like I told you, you know, went to this little Nazarene Bible college that nobody knows about um, in, 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 in the Philippines. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, God, you know, who am I to lead this church, you know, in Bremerton, this Filipino guy, you know, that grew up in the Philippines. I, I didn't even grow up in the United States, right? Mm. Um, but he, he seems to say that, you know, I've given you some gifts and graces uh, that I want to use. And uh, that's what I've been doing. You know, I've, I've just been being available to God. Mm. You know, uh, I, I, I did all my education so I can prepare the best that I can uh, for, for how he can use me. And you know, just trying to be in, in, the, in the center of uh, his will. Mm. And that's what brought us to Bremerton. Uh, we, we interviewed with the church board. And then um, after that, you know, we found out that it was a unanimous decision. They decided to uh, bring us back uh, and interview with the church. Wow. And then uh, we interviewed with the church. And um, uh, when they voted, they voted for us to come and be their pastor. Mm. Uh, that's how the journey uh, happened, you know, from this little boy who grew up in the Philippines. And now here I am. I'm, I'm the lead pastor at uh, uh, Bremerton Church of the Nazarene. Gosh, that's so cool. I, I love that. Can you, for someone like me who's never been to Bremerton Church of the Nazarene, can you kind of tell us what the church is like, um, where you're at right now? Yeah, um, it's, it's a great church. Um, it's a church of, of about 200 people. Okay. Um, their pastor uh, that's been here, amazing leader. So, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I look at that and I'm like, uh, how am I qualified to follow after his footsteps? But uh, he, he was here for, I, I think, over 20 years. Wow. And he's moved on and now he's the district superintendent uh, in the Northwest region. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a church, uh, it's mainly an American church. And um, we have some Filipinos here, too. Um, and so a little bit of diversity, you know, um, something that we're looking forward to uh, bringing in more maybe in sure. the future. But, but Bremerton uh, is in the Pacific Northwest. It's really close to Seattle. 
Um, and uh, I think the biggest um, business uh, that's really driving the economy of Bremerton is the Navy shipyard. So mm. we've got like a big presence of, of the Navy uh, military here. We've got a shipyard, we've got a submarine yard. So uh, a lot of military people, as well as uh, people uh, who are being contracted by the Navy. Right. So um, a lot of engineers. Mm in our congregation, uh, and, and some military uh, families as well in our congregation. But, but more than that, you know, before I moved here, I was looking at like the demographics of the city, you know, it's a very young city. So, mm. so I think the median age is, is 31 or 32. So a lot of young families uh, or families with young kids. And so uh, we kind of see that in our in our church, uh, a lot of, of younger families coming in uh, into our community. Mm. What what is um, what are the biggest challenges that you're that you're facing there that your church is um, kind of looking at as you look forward? Yeah, um, you know, one of the things that uh, we really were looking at was. Um, what's the makeup of our community, uh, you know, beyond the demographics uh, in terms of like, you know, having young families in our community. Uh, one of the things that we found out too was that uh, 70% uh, or maybe even a little over 70% of uh, the people in our county are unchurched people. Wow. A lot of them say they're non-religious and unchurched. Uh, so, so that means that, uh, you know, uh, the remaining 30% or so, or maybe less than that, right? Um, if they're church, it doesn't mean that they're all Christians either. I mean, that sure. that's both Christians and, you know, uh, other churches that don't consider themselves Christians. So yeah. uh, we, we've been, you know, figuring out what, what are things that we can do? You know, if that is really the makeup of our community, what are things that, that we should do as a church body uh, to be able to reach out uh, to that demographics, to people who are nominally religious, uh, unchurched, and non-religious people. Mm-hmm. So it's been, a, it's been a great challenge. I've been here for almost a year now, and uh, our leadership team has been excited uh, in terms of like tackling that. That's been a good challenge for us. And, and you know, when we look at the life of, uh, of Jesus's ministry, uh, that's what he did, right? Uh, sure. It, he was... Um, constantly surrounded by tax collectors and sinners mm. and for some reason they were attracted to him so that's that's the question we've been you know uh, putting out there what are some ways that you know we can be attractive uh, to those people like how Jesus was mm. and and it's been a it's been a good challenge and you know we've, we've been trying to figure out you know some creative ways that we can do that here at our church I love that. What are you What are you most excited about as you kind of look into the future of Bremerton Church the Nazarene? What gets you going? What are you looking forward to? You know, in in the past uh, few months while I've been here, uh, we've been trying to figure out, you know, what our vision is, mm. what 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 God's vision for Bremerton Church of the Nazarene um, in this year, two thousand seventeen, and kind of moving forward, right? Mm. Um, and, and the vision that we came up with was, you know, to be a church that loves the unchurch, uh, kind of reflecting uh, that 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 is the need, you know, that is who uh, the community is. And so that's going to be the church that we're going to be. So, you know, looking down two, three, five years from now, you know, we really want to be that church where there's 
all these unchurched people coming uh, to Bremerton Nazarene and, and, and exploring what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, what it mm-hmm. means to be Christian. Uh, in fact, in our last Easter service, you know, um, I went up there and, uh, and the place was full as, as a Nazarene, as someone who grew up in the Nazarene church. Uh, there's these things that we do and say that, that, that we, we just say it because, you know, it's something that we've done for so many years, right? Yep. So I go up there and I say, he is risen, right? The expectation is that people will say, he is risen indeed. Well, most Nazarenes would say he is risen indeed. And so there was a small number of people who said, he, he, he is risen indeed, right? And I responded with that. And, and I looked out there and people, you know, some people were just looking at me like, what? Are we supposed to say something or something like that? Which made me excited, by the way, because I'm like, wow, we are being that church. Mm. There are some people, you know, who are maybe unchurched or non-religious or uh, maybe, you know, are nominally religious who are starting to come in and, yeah. uh, and don't, don't have all these expectations of, mm. you know, what we usually know uh, or what we usually uh, do at church. And, and I'm excited about that, you know, uh, now because we have this opportunity to be able to uh, teach them and journey with them and walk alongside them and, and uh, show them what it means uh, to be a Christian community and uh, to be followers of Jesus and, and to love like Jesus. So, so we're excited to be that kind of church. Uh, we're, we're looking down the road and, and hoping that we do become more of that church where we're a church for sinners and tax collectors and that when they come in, they feel like they're welcome, right? Mm. Uh, one of the things that I've been doing was uh, I, I, I started dressing down a little bit, you know, um, yep. just so uh, it, it kind of fits with the, with the community that we're reaching out, you know. Um, I grew up in the, in the Nazarene church, you know. I grew up dressing up. My parents wanted me to use my suit and my tie and stuff like that yep. um, growing up, so... In a setting like this, you just have to kind of think outside the box a little bit. You know, you don't have to do the things that you've done just because it's what you've done. But you really need to learn the context of the people that you're reaching out to. And I'm really learning that pretty quickly. And uh, it's been fun um, figuring um, that out and having a leadership team that really supports that and are, are for that. And so we're excited to be that kind of church, a church that loves the young church. Um, and we're hoping that we would reflect that uh, to the community. That's great. Um, do you have any more kind of stories that you want to tell along those lines, things that God has been doing among your congregation lately? Yeah. Um, so we, we have this uh, ministry uh, that we do on Wednesday nights. Um, we call it Shepherd's Table. Okay. And basically, what it is is it's a um, it's a it's a feeding ministry. Well, I don't know if it's called a feeding ministry, but basically, we're opening our our door at the church. Uh, we're setting up tables uh, at our gym, uh, and we're just uh, inviting the community to come and have a meal with us. Because mm. what better way to connect than sitting down and eating with people, right? Um, yeah. That's what Jesus did. Uh, in fact, some of the Pharisees uh, said, you know, he doesn't only hang out with the sinners and the, and the uh, tax collectors, but he eats with them, right? And yeah. uh, back in that culture, eating with them means befriending them. Mm. Uh, and I think that's still very true uh, with our uh, culture uh, nowadays is that, you know, 
food is a big way to connect with people, to befriend people. And so we believe um, strongly in that. And so we've got a team who, who comes, in, comes in every Wednesday uh, and then they cook a full meal. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about like there's a salad uh, buffet table uh, and then they've got like a main dish mm-hmm. and then you, we have dessert um, and then uh, we've got other people from the community. There's actually this Filipino uh, lady who has a Filipino restaurant in the community, and she brings like this this plate of uh, we call it pancit, but uh, what it is, it's it's this Filipino uh, noodles, mm. uh, and and she's been donating that uh, week after week for like the past previous years and and everybody enjoys that and then Mm. you know we invite the community to just come in so uh we've got people from our community from uh low-income people we we see homeless people coming in um and then we've got our own people you know uh coming and eating uh alongside those people and then uh we also started uh, a a prayer uh table where people can just come and share their prayer requests and you know they would pray for them in fact one of the things i've really enjoyed doing is that uh the our volunteers who are on that prayer table they don't just wait for people to come they actually go and sit down with people and just say hey how are you doing today you know they started connecting with them and mm. and having relationships with them mm. and 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 they 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 don't only get their prayer requests but they know what's happening in their lives mm. you know um so there's really a genuine connection that's happening. I'm really enjoyed seeing that. As a result of this ministry, you know, we we have a celebrate recovery team that meets uh, in our building on Wednesday nights uh, as well, and then mm. we have an al- alcohol anonymous uh, group that comes and meets here, and they've joined us in our in our um, shepherd's table as well. So mm. it's been this awesome community, you know, that that's coming together and eating together. And some of those have been uh, spilling into our Sunday service. We've, mm. we've seen some people from our Celebrate uh, Recovery uh, started attending our service. In fact, this this coming Sunday, uh, we're baptizing one of them. Uh, and and uh, I love I love mm. her story of how she attended our Celebrate Recovery here and you know came and ate with us. And uh, she she didn't feel comfortable coming to a Sunday service. Uh, but, but what we do is that we stream our service on Facebook, uh, live. And so she said that she started watching it on Facebook live for a while. And then she felt like, wow, I can actually be a part of this church. You know, uh, the, the, the things that they teach about resonate with me. It's something that I want to be. Uh, and so, uh, she started coming to our church. So I think she's been coming for about two months now. And then here she is this Sunday. She's going to be baptized. So oh. I love I love how all this ministry is coming together, opening opportunities for us to uh, reach out to our community. We're hoping for you know other ways to reach out to our community. We want mm-hmm. to you know think outside the box and think of more ways uh, that we can be Christ um, in our community in, in that way. So that's that's one of the things that I'm really excited about that's happening here at our church. Oh, I love it. Tell me some more stories of this of this year of pastoring. What have you really enjoyed about being a pastor where you're at? Um, I'm learning a lot of things <laughs> um, as as a lead pastor. Like, like I said, you know, I've never been a lead pastor before. Um, uh, my dad has been. You know, I've I've watched him be a lead pastor, but in mm. smaller churches. 
so this this is probably you know my my first experience in leading a church um, that's 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 kind of bigger uh, than the previous experiences that I've had. So working with staff has been uh, has been fun. It's been a, a great learning experience, um, and, and so just building a relationship with them and uh, figuring out how to lead them uh, in all of that way has has been a good learning experience um, um we we added a new staff uh, she's a connections pastor um really excited about that uh love to have a woman uh pastor in yep. uh, on staff uh you know that that is part of our our heritage as the church of the nazarene right we believe yep. in women in leadership so we're excited to uh, uh have her on staff uh but we introduced this new position, this connections pastor position, and that's one of the things that she does is uh, she's she's welcoming people as they come in on Sundays and mm. just kind of figuring out like structures of okay when they come in, you know, what are ways that we can welcome them, right? And not only that, but um, what are ways that we can connect with them throughout the week so uh, we can invite them again to come back the following Sunday. Yeah. And then if they do come back that following Sunday, right, uh, what's the next step uh, for us in pointing them to become uh, a part of the community? And so one, one of the things that uh, uh, we've put together is, is this movement, uh, which we call our core values. Uh, yeah. And it's nothing new. You know, it's, it's something that Jesus himself has taught. You know, a lot of this kind of just goes back to what Jesus has taught. Yeah. And it, it's about loving God and loving people and serving others. Mm. And so we've, we've started kind of focusing on that, figuring out like, you know, what, what are ways that we can expose people to God's love when they walk in on Sunday morning? So, mm. you know, just really trying to be creative with that Sunday morning experience. And uh, one of the things that I've really enjoyed is that, uh, um, being in Seattle, people are so creative around here. You know, they, they're very artsy and stuff like that. So mm. we've started using some of those gifts and graces that people have uh, to where it would reflect on our Sunday morning uh, service. So that way they're not just hearing the word, but they're experiencing it in different ways. Mm. So uh, we've got people who decorated our, our uh, worship uh, center in a way where, you know, there's things that 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 interact with your your site right mm. and, and and so that's been fun we we have a, a group called our design group <laughs> who, nice. who just kind of focuses on that and they do the same thing with our lobby area where you know they make it where it's welcoming so uh, we have a coffee stand um, uh, so it's part of the culture of the pacific northwest you know coffee is a big thing here so sure. uh, we love having that it's it's a great way to connect with people um, so just being creative in, in all those aspects, right? Um, and then music is a part of that too. So trying to um, do better in, in the way that we do music as well. So trying to be creative in the instruments that we use and mm. uh, the instruments that uh, we bring in. But it's, it's just awesome how to cut, you know, just, just bring all of this together, all this creativity that people has. And, you know, we serve a God who's creative, right? Our God is, is definitely not a boring God. And so we want to reflect that uh, mm. in our Sunday morning uh, worship. And it's, it's been fun being a lead pastor and, you know, uh, 
helping kind of dream that up and yeah. being a part of a team uh, that kind of works towards that and uh, figuring out like creative ways to be able to bring people in uh, so we can uh, share with them uh, the good news and love on them like Jesus loves them. That's great. So you've been a lead pastor for a year now. Almost a year. All, almost a year. So I'm curious if you would have any advice for a young person who's becoming a lead pastor, who's never been a lead pastor before, if you could kind of coach that person in advance, what what might you tell them? What might you say to them? Yeah, um, I think the first thing I would say is find a good mentor mm. um, that can help you. You know, um, being, being a lead pastor, sometimes uh, it can be a lonely position. Um, uh, despite all the fun things that are happening, um, you come to moments where, you know, uh, you have to make certain decisions and, and there are things that you can share to everybody. And, and so having a mentor where you can just share your heart out and somebody who maybe understand what the ministry is like, that's, that's been life giving for me. Um, uh, I have a mentor, uh, who, who helps me a lot with that, you know, so whenever I get stuck at moments, you know, I, I call him and I say, hey, can you help me a little bit with this? You know, what 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 would you do if you were in my position or maybe, you know, what what have you done in situations like this? And that's just been life giving, you know. Um, so I have that. Uh, uh, be connected with your district superintendent is what I would say. Uh, okay. He's he's also uh, a mentor uh, for me. So there are moments where I've called him and say, you know, hey, what are your thoughts about this? You know, or do you think this is a good idea if I go this direction? And um, just surrounding yourself with with good mentors and, you know, uh, people who have been in ministry uh, as far as that goes. And then the other thing that I would say is um, have a good relationship with with your church board. Mm. I I have some key leaders in my board uh and, and I'm I'm really blessed uh, to have them. Um, their their managers, uh, high level managers in their work. You know, so I, I go to them too, and I say, you know, being a manager at your work, you know, I, I'd love to get your input as far as this goes. Uh, but but just having that openness of learning, you know. Um, Sometimes it's it's easy to come in uh, as a you know pastor and and feel like you know everything now that you have the power right. Um, yeah. But just just staying humble, um, ha- being being open to learning uh, and surrounding yourself with experienced people uh, in in having a mentor uh, in that way. That's where I would begin at least. No, oh, that's great. So the last question I ask everybody is. What inspires you to stay in the Church of the Nazarene? What is it that's keeping you here? Oh, I I love our doctrine. I love our holiness uh, doctrine that that it's not just enough to be saved, hmm. but God's gonna do something more, and that's made a difference in my life. And I've seen it make a difference in people's lives. You know, uh, I've seen it um, in my parents' lives. Hmm. Man, what a great message to share to people. I yeah. mean, what better message than our, you know, Wesleyan Armenian uh, theology? So um, I can I may be biased, but I think we have the best theology, you know, um, in the world. 
and I would not change it for, for anything else. Mm. Um, I, and so I, I love that about the Church of the Nazarene. Um, I love other things too, you know. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. I love that we are a church uh, that, that supports women in ministry. Yeah. Um, I have three girls. Uh, my oldest is seven. Uh, my youngest is four. Our middle is uh, five. And I just love the idea that maybe one day God will call them to full-time ministry and that mm. there's a place for them to serve uh, in the Church of the Nazarene. I know that there are other denominations that uh, won't agree with that, but I love that we have a denomination who believes in that. And uh, I feel strongly about that. So um, I, I, I love that part of our, our church. I love, I love how our church uh, is devoted to higher education. Uh, maybe part of me is biased towards that too, because you know my dad served in in, um, in in this college for for so many years. But uh, I believe in higher education, you know, yeah. especially if God is calling you to a certain ministry. Sometimes I think about you know doctors, uh, medical doctors. You know, they they devote all these years to become the best doctor that they can be. And I think it should be the same way as far as ministry goes, right? Um, and, and that's why I love the Church of the Nazarene because we're mm -hmm. so devoted uh, in, in education. You know, we have all these universities and, and, and that uh, our churches uh, are devoted in supporting them. Uh, I love that. Uh, I love that we're a missional church. If it wasn't for the church being a missional church, uh, I probably won't be here. Like I told you, it was because of missionaries that came to my mom's village mm -hmm. that made her... Uh, a Christian and made her who she is right now. Yeah. Uh, and if, if if it wasn't for that, you know, I won't be here. And so I I'm I'm grateful for the Church of the Nazarene being a missional church. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that we support our missionaries in the way that we do. You know, unlike other denominations, you know, uh, their the missionaries uh, try to support themselves. In the mm -hmm. Church of the Nazarene, you know, that's just part of who we are. That's our mission. We support our missionaries so they don't have to worry about supporting themselves. I, I love that, you know. So, you know, all those things together, I'm like, how can you not love the Church of the Nazarene? Um, <laughs> and, and, and that's why I love I love being a part of the Nazarene Church. And uh, one of the people that we're baptizing uh, this Sunday, uh, she made she made this comment. She said that um, when I started attending the membership class and started reading the doctrine of the Nazarene Church. She said that, uh, I found out that I've been a Nazarene all along. I just oh. didn't know it. <laughs> and I love that. And I said, why? Why would you say that? And she just talked about like the values of the Church of Nazarene in terms of how we began, right? Uh, mm -hmm. That we're, we're a very compassionate church, that, that we're all about like uh, reaching out to our neighbors and loving our neighbors and, and all of that stuff. And she said, that's, I resonate with that, you know, mm. I feel like that's what God calls us to do. And so, you know, without even knowing the Nazarene church, now that I know the Nazarene church, I've been a Nazarene all along. So oh. that's, that's what I would say too, you know, I've been a Nazarene uh, from when, when I was born and, you know, I chose to be a part of the Nazarene, you know, uh, I guess all of us, we have the, the choice to, um, whether you're born in the Nazarene, you still have the choice to, you know, walk away. And there's other denominations and there's other great denominations out there. But yeah. uh, I chose to be in the Church of the Nazarene uh, because of all of that. And, and, and I'm in love with, with the church. And, and I, I think that uh, our name itself, right, totally reflects um, uh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus' mission, uh, the, the call that he has for, 
us as a denomination, the call that he has for us as an individual. Mm. And, and I just love that. So yeah, it's good to be a Nazarene. Oh, it's beautiful. I love that. If somebody had a question for you or wanted to get in touch with you, wanted to get a hold of you, um, where can they reach you? How can they find you? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm on Facebook. That's probably one of the best ways that you can uh, find me. Um, my, my Facebook name is uh, Sherwin Ron. Ron is my middle name. Sherwin as in the paint, not the tank, you know, Sherman tank. Uh, <laughs> some people still call me Sherman, but Sherwin, Sherwin Ron. By the way, my middle name uh, came from a missionary uh, that came to the Philippines, Ronald Beach, uh, and uh, I was named after him. So again, it kind of goes wow. back to what we're talking about in terms of missions and stuff like that. But Sherwin Ron, if you, uh, if you look for that, uh, you can contact me on Facebook or you can email me. Yep. My email address is uh, Pastor Sherwin at Bremnas, short for Bremerton Nazarene, bremnas.church. Um, and yeah, I'd be glad to connect with you. That's awesome. Thank you so much for spending time with us and coming on the show. Thank you for having me again. Really enjoyed it. <laughs>